Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, Shabbos, everybody. Wow. We are this Shabbos. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Ha'azinu. According to the Chinuch, there are no more mitzvos, meaning we completed the 613th mitzvah two weeks ago when we read Parshas Vayelech and we had the mitzvah of writing Sefer Torah. However, the Ramban does count at the beginning of Parshas Ha'azinu, the last biblical mitzvah, and that is Ki Shem Hashem Ekra, that's the verse, Havugodal Elokeinu, which teaches us the biblical mitzvah of Birkas HaTorah. Everybody agrees to that number 613. But what is in that count and what is not is a machlokes. And so too, the Ramban, Birkas HaTorah, is a biblical mitzvah. And therefore, I urge men and women to recite every morning Birkas HaTorah. It's basically saying, thank you, Hashem, for giving us the Torah, for giving us the obligation of mitzvos, and for giving us a, quote, Torah way of life, a meaningful way of life. The Torah enhances every aspect of our life. Having said that everybody agrees that there are 613 mitzvos, but what is and what is not brings us to this Shabbos is a special designation of Shabbos Shuvah. It is the Shabbos of the 10 days of Tshuva between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the Torah that we're going to recite from the Prophet Hosea, Shuva Yisrael. Clearly, the theme of tshuva and repentance is not just in the air, but it permeates this Shabbos. I'd like to share with you, in keeping with the tradition of a Shabbos Shuva drasha, that if you can go and hear one and be socially distanced from the rabbi, fine indoors, outdoors, and if not, I hope that be it last night or Motsoi Shabbat, you'll be able to zoom in to various Rabbonim who will be giving inspiring Shabbos Shuva Drashos. In that vein, I'd like to share with you the following idea, which I was inspired by the Tolna Rebbe, Rav Yitzchak Menachem, Weinberg, and this is from his Sefer, Hema Yenachamuni. Interesting. Is there a biblical mitzvah of tshuva, of repentance? And what's the answer? It depends on whom you ask. If you ask the Ramban, he'll tell you, of course. He'll even show you where it is. He'll tell you to go back to Parshas Nitzavim, and there, in chapter 30, the Torah speaks of, Ki mitzvah azos, 
this mitzvah that God is giving us is not place. it's not beyond us, it's not rechuka, it's not at a different place, but rather it's close to you, b'ficha, in your mouth, in your heart, to do it. And that goes according to the Ramban, the mitzvah of tshuva, namely, b'ficha is that a person should recite vidui, he should recite the confession, as we do ten times over Yom Kippur, and then, with his heart, he should accept upon himself the future correction and observance of a Torah life. So according to the Ramban, he can show you where in the Torah, at the beginning of chapter 30, you are to return. Good. Take a deep breath. Let's now ask the Rambam, is there a mitzvah of tshuva? So the Rambam is going to say, of course, one is to do tshuva. And in chapter 7 of Hilchos Tshuva, he says for sure that the Torah has promised. So the verse that the Ramban uses of Vishavto al Hashem the Rambam was aware of that verse. And he says that verse is not a mitzvah to do tshuva, but that is a haftocha. That is a promise that there will be a time when the entire Jewish people will do tshuva and return to Hashem. What is the mitzvah? Says the Rambam very carefully in his opening laws of Hilchos Tshuva, quote, Kola mitzvah Shabbatora, all the mitzvos, bein asay, bein losasay, be it the 248 positive mitzvos, be it the 365 restrictions, im ovar adam al achas mehen, if one violated any one of these mitzvos, be it intentionally or accidentally, here comes the key word. Ki she ya'aset shuva. When they shall repent, v'yashuv mecheto, and they regret and turn away from their sin, chayov lehisvados lifnei okel boruchu. He is then obligated to confess, to recite vidui before God, and his proof text is the verse that's found in Pashas Noso, Isho Isha, man or woman, if they commit any of the sins, Visvadu, the mitzvah is Vidui. So it's clear that according to the Rambam, the mitzvah is not Shuva. Is Shuva necessary? Of course. It is necessary, it's a prerequisite for the Vidui, because Vidui, confession, without tshuva, without regret, is like a person, quote, says the mabit, going into the mikvah, holding the sheretz, holding the literal, the rodent in your hand, the dead rodent, which is a source of impurity, the mikvah will be of no avail if one has not done tshuva. But once again, the mitzvah is vidui. And this is seconded by the Minchas Chinuch, who understands the Rambam 
in Mitzvah Shin Samach Dalid, and so too the Sefer Achinoch, who follows, quote, his Rebbe the Rambam, though he lived a few hundred years after him, once again writes, Shinitz Tavinulis Vados, we were commanded to do say Vidui on all the sins, Be'es Shinitz at the time when a person regrets. Once again, it comes from the person. Now, what might be the basis in halacha for the Rambam? So, the Tolna Rebbe Shlita gives a beautiful explanation based upon a Rambam in an earlier source. If you go to Shmos, chapter 12, verse 43, and verse 48, 43 and 48. The Torah is speaking there, Zos Chukas HaPesach. These are the laws of the Korban Pesach. Watch. What does that mean? Art scroll translates, no alienated person may eat it. What's this alienated? So Rashi says that a person's actions have been alienated from God. Echad Nachri, we're talking about a non-Jew. Ve'echad Yisrael Meshumad, as the Targum understands, a Jew who has turned his back on his religion and unfortunately has accepted other foreign beliefs. So such a person, the Torah says, lo yochal bo, he is not to eat of the Korban Pesach. Then, further down, in verse 48, the Torah says, v'chol oreil lo yochal bo, an uncircumcised male cannot eat of the Korban Pesach. When the Rambam codifies these laws in Hilchos, Korban Pesach. So in chapter 9, where he codifies it, he defines what is an Oreil, a man who unfortunately, his brothers, two brothers before him died as a result of circumcision. The halacha says this man is not to be circumcised. So all of us might instinctively say, okay, it's not his fault. All in favor, let him eat of the Korban Pesach. After all, he's Jewish. The Torah is teaching, don't worry, God forgives, but he's not to eat. Good. Then, regarding the verse of that a estranged person, a Jew who unfortunately has turned his back on God, that person shall not eat. The Rambam does not explain it that he shouldn't eat, but he explains it to mean that you, the Jew, are not to invite him and give him to eat. Wait a minute. The Torah says he's not to eat. And you're explaining it, Rambam, that you are not to give it to him? Why? Why not explain it as it is? Why not translate that a man who has turned his back, God forbid, is not to eat from the Korban Pesach? And the Kesef Mishnah, on the Rambam, explains this in a very powerful way. And that is, the Torah does not 
address an individual who is not prepared to listen. If this person is at the moment Loelenu, he is an Oved Avodah he is worshipping another god, the Torah is not talking to him. The Torah speaks to people who are ready, willing to listen to what Hashem has to say. Ah, keep this in your mind, says the um, Tolna Rebbe. We think that what's about Shuvah, we think about Shuvah is one who has undergone a lengthy process. He has studied, he has commitment, and at the end of the long road, ta-da, ta-da, you have a Baal Shuva. No, that's a big mistake. A Baal Shuva is the moment that a person decides that what I'm doing is no good. He realizes the paucity in his life. He realizes the emptiness. He realizes that he has to go back. As soon as in his mind, Hashivenu, Hashem, I'm coming back. At that very moment, my friends, he decides to change his way. He is at that very point about Shuva. Ah, it's true. He has a long way to go. But he already began the process. Therefore, what can you compare this? Compare it to a traveler who is at a crossroads. He needs to go in one or the other direction. Unfortunately, he goes to the left. And after traveling a while, he stops and they tell him, no, excuse me, you made a mistake, turn around. The moment that you turn around, you're on the right path to the right direction. The moment that a Jew decides he wants to follow Torah, at that moment he's called a choser b'tshuva. At that moment he's the penitent. Before that, the Torah does not speak to him. He wasn't ready to listen. Who does it come from? It comes from himself. Ah, therefore, what does the Rambam write? Kishayase, when the individual is ready to do tshuva, then what do you have to do? The mitzvah of vidui. But it has to come from the person. A very powerful idea. Once he decides, interestingly, there's a very powerful Gemara. The Gemara is in Kedushim, whereby a man puts a ring on his bride, and he says to her, Bubi, Mikudeshesli, behold, you are married to me, Bitabazu with this ring, Almenas Sha'anit Sadik, on condition that I am a righteous person. Says the Gemara, Filu Rasha Gomor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even until now, he has a solid reputation. Even so, is the marriage a good marriage? Don't tell me that a minute ago he was a person not keeping kosher, not yet keeping Shabbos, etc. He is considered a what? It's a valid marriage. Why? Shema says the Talmud, Hear, hear, tshuva belibo. What does that mean? In his heart. He began the process. He did just that. Once he decided in his mind, I'm going to change my ways, you're on the path. Where does he have to go? He has to go to do the mitzvah of vidui. But the Rambam tells us that a person has to um, literally take it upon themselves. Let's talk and review 
a little bit of Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, first of all, this coming Sunday, Erev Yom Kippur, there is a mitzvah to eat, to eat on Erev Yom Kippur. The Torah, like a loving mother, the Torah has only one fast day, the fast day of Yom Kippur, and before you fast, the Torah says, Bubi, make sure that you eat. When I say this very carefully, in many communities, and I cry, unfortunately, the mikvah is closed to men. What can I say? When you take a longer shower, at least five minutes, and you stand there, and you say to yourself, you know where you want to be. You want to be in the mikvah. And other communities, they do have mikvahs for men. And if you can go, be very careful, etc. But this is, unfortunately, that time in which we find ourselves. And remember, the su'uda mafsekes, the su'uda in the afternoon of... Yom Kippur, whereby this is the meal before the fast. And a person should eat carefully in terms of those foods which would be appropriate right before a fast. But more significantly, we take Yom Kippur early. There's a mitzvah of Tosefes Yom Kippurim. So in the New York area, if sunset is approximately 6.44 this coming Sunday, then don't tell me I can eat till 6.42. No, not 6.43, but 6.42 I'll stop. No. The Torah says, number one, it's on the 10th of the month. And then the end of the paragraph in chapter 23 in... Vayikra, Me'erev at Erev, Chodesh, on the 9th. So we start, and that's why there's a din of Tosefes adding on to at least 15, 18 minutes, if not a little bit more. We have the restrictions, and the person should say, I'm taking upon myself the restrictions of Yom HaKippurim. A beautiful tradition to say Tfilah Zaka after the Sudam of Sekes, or in Shul, right before Kol Nidre. And be careful to put on the talis while it is still day. Be careful to light a Yurtzite candle for each of one's deceased parents. The idea being that it's Yom Kippurim in the plural, not just the living, even the deceased are judged. How could they be judged? Through us. We do good. It's an enhancement of their neshava. Women, light candles. And if you are getting in a car to go to shul, don't make the shechiyanu when you light the candles. Make a condition. I'm lighting the candles with a bracha now, but I'm not accepting kedushas hayom till I get to the shul. If you are walking to shul or davening at home, then... You have two brachos when you light the candles, lahadlik neir of Yom Kippurim, and the bracha of Shechianu. There are five restrictions from, according to the Rambam, from the Torah, on 
Yom HaKippurim, eating and drinking, most serious. They are punishable by kores, being cut off from our people. The idea is, this is too complicated to go into if one has to eat on Yom Kippur. Doctor's orders, eat. There's a mitzvah to eat if one has to. The only question is how. Call your local Orthodox Rav and he'll guide you how to properly eat and how to properly drink on Yom Kippur. To take a bite, to wait 10 minutes. To take a small shot glass, a little water and juice, drink, wait 10 minutes. Second of the restrictions are we can't wash our body when you wake up in the morning. You wash to your knuckles, then shake the water off your hands, rub your fingers through your eyes, and that's it. However, what's prohibited is which means washing for pleasure. If a person is washing, let's say, because they got hands dirty one way or another, that's not a problem. You can wash all over. And finally, if a, uh, um, a Kohen, before Birkas Kohenim, if they're washing their hands, again, to the wrists. The third is applying ointments to the body after shave. You're not going to shave, but I like the scent, not on Yom Kippur. Lipsticks and all kinds of cosmetics. Not wearing leather shoes and marital relations. The common denominator to all five is that they are pleasurable for the body. Yom Kippur is the day. We accentuate the soul. We remember that we are a very special Elokai Nishama Shenosatobi, the bracha we say every day, thanking Hashem for our Nishama. Children are not obligated to fast under Barbas Mitzvah. A boy and girl approximately a year before Bar Obas Mitzvah should be encouraged to fast as much of the day as possible and otherwise we train children by delaying their eating an hour or so on Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, remember, we are like angels. Baruch, shame, kivod, Machuso Liolam for Ed is said aloud after the line of Shema. I want to talk about for a moment that mitzvah of Vidui. According to Rabbeinu Yonah, there's a separate mitzvah to do tshuva on Yom Kippur. The Vidui that we recite, Oshamnu, Bogadnu, Gazalnu, what in the world? Do those words mean? And if you look at the English translation, you're going to find that really we're not exactly sure. What do they mean, those words? So I'm going to tell you what the Chaye Adam suggests. They go, Oshamnu, Bagadnu, Gozalnu, ABC, Aleph, Beis, Gimel. Sit down, my friends, on Sunday or even Saturday night in the privacy of your home. Take out your piece of paper and write down on your paper your ABC, your possible infractions that you might have done 
during this past year and what you would like to improve upon and try to find, hey, what begins with the letter A? What begins with the letter B? And therefore, you should, as the Pasuk says in Yirmiyahu, but we had on the Haftorah of the second day of Rosh Hashanah, says God about the Jewish people, Shomoa Shomati Ephraim misnoded. Literally, Hashem says, I hear Ephraim, you want to call it moaning, misnoded, Ephraim is taking baby steps. That's it. That's what we have to do on Yom Kippur. That's what Hashem wants. It's very hard to go from one to a hundred. But once you take the baby steps, we all say ani in the morning. Do we say it by rote? And afterwards, if I ask you, what did you just say? I'm not exactly sure. Well, no. ani lefonecha. You want to know something? I couldn't make this up. I had a cousin. Unfortunately, she suffered from MS. For years, she was on her back, literally, and they would move her from side to side, but basically, she was positioned on her back for hours and hours at a time. I would go to visit her. My friends, how many of you have anything written on your ceiling? In her bedroom, on the ceiling, was It meant so much to her that even though she was so limited, she was able to connect with Hashem and say, Thank you, Hashem. We all use the restroom. We all go to the bathroom. Yes, we say the bracha, but too often it is mitzvahs anoshim milamuda. As if I'm a robot, I use the bathroom. Do I stop and realize, wow, it's only when unfortunately something goes, that's right, goes wrong. So therefore, a baby step, I'm going to say Asher Yotzar with much better kavana. I'm going to take upon myself to say one Tehillim a day. Start with the first one. That's right. And the second day, do the second one. Even if it takes you 150 days to finish, it's going to add meaning to your day because you're saying to Hillim for Klau Yisrael, who's go- and the rest of the world, who's going through a very difficult time. Take upon yourself that baby step Friday afternoon, when there's tension in the home, I will not get angry. I'm going to work on my ka'as. I'm going to work on my anger. I'm going to take out a safer, and there's so much and so many good svarim on the laws of Shabbos. What do I need to know to make a salad? on Shabbos? And the answer is much. And you're going to enjoy it. And you're going to study it. And you're going to 
enjoy the salad all the more because you follow the halacha as to how and when to make the salad. I can go on and on. I just want to close with a passage from the Nisana Tokev, which is Ayayayi, relating the power of the holiness of Yom Kippur. This is the day that unfortunately it is determined what is going to be the fate of the forthcoming year. Who could have known? When we say the words, unfortunately, Miva Mayim, Miva Eish, Miva Eish takes on a different meaning for all the adults who remember 9-11 and the Eish took on a different meaning to all of us, not just an individual house fire, Rachman al-Itzlan. And then we have Mi Bamagefa, who by plague, until Corona, who thought that the word Magefa could mean anything but the ten plagues in Egypt. And now we know what a Magefa is. We're going to say Ovinu Malkeinu, the tenth Ovinu Malkeinu, is Minah. We pray to God, please remove the Magefa, the pandemic, Minah from our midst. This is Yom Kippur. Make it meaningful. I take this opportunity to wish Nachum and his family and his many staff that gives us the opportunity all year long to connect. Connect with Jewish music, to connect with Jewish law, to connect with Jewish news, to be proud of being Jews. We wish Nachum and his family Igmar Chasimatova and to all our listeners who Baruch Hashem are growing I thank you for the opportunity for allowing me to grow with you and wish everybody a good year. A year of Chayim. A year of Shalom. And please God, it should be a year that we could have people once again in our homes. That we can sit next to each other in the Pesach Knesses. That families can be together. Those things which we took for granted, which were so natural, all of a sudden, we don't have. That we can't get on a plane and visit Eretz Yisrael. All this and so much more is what we are praying for this Yom Kippur. Shabbat Shalom and a Gemar Chasimatova to all.